Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome back to the Gather Moms podcast. We are here in episode 98 and we are kicking off our new season, Listen Sis. And Rebecca, I think, you know, we may have some sisters out here that need to listen about wrestling because you had a big weekend of wrestling and I want to know, did you love it? Okay. The video of you cheering him on, excuse me. The best. Does he like that? Does he get embarrassed? No, he doesn't even know what's happening. Okay, He's way good. too focused. Okay. Um, but listen, when I was in the womb, I told, I've told moms this before. I believe that the Lord proclaimed over me that I was to be a football mom. Okay. But now I think he also proclaimed over me <laughs> that I am to be a wrestling mom. I Prophetic love it. Prophetic evolution. I love it. I love it. Okay. It's violent. Yeah. Uh, people get hurt. Yeah. I saw a kid break his elbow. Really? Yep. Championship match right there on the mat. Listen, he was a skinny kid too. So I'm like, you got no meat on your bones. All you got to do is step on that. And elbow would, oh, somebody stepped on it? Well, yeah, the dude, he was wrestling. Stepped on his elbow? Actually, I think the guy threw him and maybe landed on it. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's kind of violent. It's awesome though. Because like the clips you send are like semi-tame. They're just like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but is it kind of weird that there's like these two boys just like. Kind of like, okay, but listen, it really makes other. me vibe with Jesus because uh-huh. this is like gladiator stuff, right? Like, okay. I feel like this is what was happening in the early days for okay. the oh, the Christians were the ones that were being beaten up, though. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I feel like this is taking us back to those days. Uh, and here's the deal yesterday was like an all day, it was an all day weekend tournament, yeah, so yeah. the refs. We had like six mats going at one time. So you've got six wrestling matches going on. You've got six refs. The refs are awesome. They're calling stuff. They're not letting people get choked to death. You know, when somebody's face turns red, they stop the match. You can choke, you can choke somebody? Well, you don't choke them with your hands like in the movies, (laughs) but you can wrap your arm around their head while you're trying to pin them and it cuts off their oxygen. What? It's intense. It's in, and this is just middle school. I'm sure high school is even more. Like, come on, it's so good. And people are pretty calm. You know, they're clapping and stuff. I can't be calm. That's my kid out there. Okay, and I need to be on no, my feet. Rebecca, who took the jumping. video of you screaming at the top of your lungs? So Greg went down to the mat and stood on the edge of the mat to watch Judd uh-huh. and was videoing him. And uh-huh. I just happened <laughs> to be in the background in the stands. And when he pins somebody and the ref, like, hits the mat, it's like the Olympics. You're like, yes, that's my kid. You know, it's so exciting. Well, I have to tell you this. So at the end, they do the championship rounds. Now, these kids have wrestled, like, six or seven matches to get to the end to go for first place. Okay. It's been all day. And remember, these are, like, 13-year-olds. Yeah. They are tired. Right. They are emotionally spent. And when they lose, they come unglued. Really? All the tears. I mean, they like lay full out on the mat, bawling. 
What? Because they have just lost the championship round. They have worked all day for this. And they're 13. I just want to go hug them and be like, this is too emotional for you. It's it's intense. Wow. Yeah. Did that happen to Judd? Did he? Mm. Judd? <laughs> Judd didn't lose in the championship round. He lost several rounds before that. Um, and yeah, I had to give him a minute. He had to go off by himself and compose. But was he on the ground bawling? No, he kept himself together until he left okay. the gym. Thankful for that. Yes, yes. Okay. And as a mom, you know, for all my, my sports moms out there, you have to know how to react in this moment, yeah. right? You can't hug him. Right. And you can't even, like, pat him or, yeah. like, it's okay, we'll get him next time. Nope. Yeah. You just, like, look at him and say, good job. Okay. Good job, kid. Okay. And then you let him go. Okay. Have their moment. Yeah. Cry, you know, compose. And then when they come back, you're like, all right, let's talk about it. Okay, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It was so fun watching your stories yesterday because that was intense. And it's like a world I know nothing about, you know? Everybody should get into wrestling. <laughs> Listen, the girls wrestle, and they're tougher than the boys. Really? 100%. Really? Our middle school girls team won first in the state for Texas middle schools. No way. We had like three first place champions. These girls are vicious. That's incredible. I mean, I when you it. see boys wrestle, you're like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to go. Uh -huh. When you see a girl wrestle, you're like, I'm totally walking with her in the Target parking lot because she could take <laughs> anybody that came at us. I feel really confident about that. She's amazing. I love that. Okay, well, thanks for letting us have a little peek into the world of wrestling. I'm all for it. Anybody that wants to do this, y'all just call me up, man. We'll talk. It's good stuff. Oh, it's good stuff. That was really fun. Do you feel, do you ever, are you ever conscious of the other parents around you who might be thinking thoughts about... You're cheering? No. no. You don't care. Listen. Okay, let me tell you this one story. So there's this one match where he's not doing so great. Uh -huh. And so I start in the top of the stands where uh -huh. you saw me in the video. Yeah. But that's not close enough. So I make my way down to the front of the stands. Uh -huh. That was not close enough. This uh -huh. is all while he's wrestling. Uh -huh. I climb through the railing onto the floor and walk out to the mat. And I am literally on the side of the mat staring at him in the face while he's on the ground going, Get up, Judd! Get up, Judd! Get up, Judd! Are you serious? I don't even care what people think. Are you allowed to do that? Like, I don't you can... care. Throw me out. It's fine. That's my kid. I'm going to go yell with him. I don't even care. I love that so much. Here's what I love about that is you are like that as a mom, but you're also like that as a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's amazing. I will go on the mat with you. Yes. I will do it. Yes. Oh, that it was makes, so that's fun. really sweet. It was so fun. That's cool. I love that. Yes. So, moms, you know, we are talking about, we just kind of kicked off last week talking about Listen Sis, and it was, you know, our season opener. We talked about listening to the voice of God. Um, and Rebecca pointed out, you know, that the father tells us to listen to his son. And, you know, that act of listening, it's an active thing. that We have to be actively listening to his voice because there's so many voices screaming louder um, in our lives. And the whole concept of Listen Sis is about saying what is true to ourselves and to each other, right? We talked about the listen to this is like this moment where you're like, let's do real talk. Well, and you don't think about saying it to yourself. You think about saying it to other people. Yeah. But what you just said there about, about what we say to ourselves, I'm like, what is that? Uh-huh. Am I talking to myself? Yeah. You know, because what we listen to affects what we believe, and we what we believe affects how we behave. Our beliefs always start with either a truth or a lie, right? Truths that we take in and believe create behaviors that are life-giving, right? If, you, if there's a truth, you hear it, you receive it, it becomes something you believe to be true about yourself, 
And then that affects the way that you behave. So if you believe, like, for example, if we're thinking about wrestling, you know, that, hey, God has called me to be a sports mom. A hundred percent. Right? Yes, in the womb. And so you receive that as God has called me to be this kid's mama, and so I am going to do that with all that I have. Yes. Then you get on, on the mat. and That's it's right. Life- I don't care what anybody else thinks. Yes. This is what I'm supposed to do. It's life-giving, not only to yourself, but, you know, to your son. Yes. But when we um, have lies that we take in and believe, they create behaviors that are life-taking. Sucking. They suck the life. Right? Yes. And we see that happen all the time where there was something that was a lie that we heard, we took it in, we started to believe it, and then therefore we behaved in the way of the lie that we believed, right? Yes, 100%. Like I think about like as having a daughter, uh-huh. being so careful what I'm saying, because even though I might think it's just a passing comment to her, it might be something that she then embodies. Right. And then starts to behave that way. Right. Because when our minds are filled with things that are true about ourselves, our world, our God, we walk free and confident and peace-filled. But the opposite of that is that when our mind is filled, filled with lies about ourselves, about our world, about God, we get bound up in our failures, our shortcomings, um, our sin. That's when we're anxious, depressed, and easily irritated, right? When we're taking in all of these messages that are so that are lies that are negative and we're letting them kind of resonate within us then it produces these behaviors that are just like oh i almost feel like when you're walking you know around walmart or target or the grocery store and you see people that just look so beat down uh-huh you almost want to walk up to them and go what lie are you believing uh-huh cuz you feel like there's something that you have taken in yeah. that is affecting everything about you yeah Well, and we see that all the time. You know, we talk to moms who are struggling, you know, with like going back to work or, you know, trying to keep up with everything or, you know, and they're, they're telling you the struggle that they're having. And you, you know, it's just when you're, when you hear someone talk, you're like, man, you have believed a lie. Yes. And it's causing you to get bound up in these behaviors that are, that are not healthy. And they're not who God wants you to be. Yeah. But we all are hearing things and voices and messages all the time. And, you know, I had a terrible week last week of getting some horrible things said to me. So I'm going to tell you about it. <gasps> I'm about to go get, like, boxing gloves so. take somebody out. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you tell me. I'm going to start a list here on the podcast. Y'all better watch out. I'm coming for you. Okay, so listen to this. So we had an event at our church, and the room was packed, and I forgot to ask someone to save me a seat because I had met with my small group little girls group before. Um, and so I walked into the room and I mean, every seat is full. And while I was looking for a seat, um, someone said to me, girl, if your friends really loved you, they would have thought of you and saved you a seat. <gasps> what? <laughs> That's in the church walls. How dare they? Okay. Then I was on a store. I was at a store, little boutique. I was trying on this cute outfit and I walked out of the dressing room to look in like the big mirror, you know, cause yes. you're like, Sometimes the lighting it's is better. better not be my boutique. If it's my boutique, I'm about to take somebody out. And this this girl asked what she thought, and she said, "Nope, you can't pull that off." <gasps> <laughs> you are kidding, right? Okay, wait. I have one more. What did you say? I have one more. Because this is a big week. Oh, I'm gonna punch them. <laughs> All right. So finally, I was in a meeting at work, and I shared an idea I had, and you know. I don't know. You you know when you're kind of sitting there and you're like, should I say this or not? You know? And I finally said something and the person leading the meeting said, um, she didn't look directly at me, but said, you know, let's not interrupt unless we have something helpful to say. 
that terrible? And of course, you were the one that just spoke. So you're like, yeah. uh, hello, passive aggressive. Yes. Just look at me and be like, hey, you. Right. Rude. <laughs> so listen, I mean, I love your your violence toward these people that said these terrible things to me. And, you know, I know that you're like, Kate, who are these jerks? Like, give me the list. Um, because, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go after him. Well, I, the bad news is it, it was me. I was the jerk. You what? I was the jerk that said these things to myself this week. I was about to go fight people. <laughs> Well, you have to fight me. You have to fight me. I was the jerk that said these things to myself. I was the one who couldn't find a spot to sit in in the auditorium. And I said, you know, Kate, if your friends really loved you, they would have thought of you and have saved a spot for you. I would have saved a spot for you. Well, I know. But but that was a thought I had. Yes. Right? Um, you know, trying on an outfit. And I, you know, walked out and I looked at, looked at it and I was like, mm, nope, cannot pull that off. That does not look good on you. <sighs> you know? Or in a meeting, I shared something. And, of course, no one else said anything to me. You know? But I'm like, oh, I should have just kept my mouth shut. But that's the thing. Yeah. Listen, we speak to ourselves in a way we would never speak to someone else. Like, it gets you fired up because you're like, how dare they? Right. You know? And especially not a friend or someone that we care about. Yes. But, like, when we, if you really stop and think about the things that you said to yourself in this last week, I think we would all kind of be appalled at the things that we said. Yes. That we would never say to someone else. That's so good. Listen, you- way to make it full circle and just, like, <laughs> kick me in the gut. I'm not going to fight you, Kate. I love you. I'm not going to fight you. But you do fight me sometimes when I'm saying, when you catch me saying things to myself that you know aren't true. Yes. Right? Yes. What about, can you think of anything, you know, that you say to yourself that you know is is not true? Well, I mean, how far we want to go back? <laughs> I mean, if we're staying current, like in just this last week, so um, I've had a season of um, looking for ministry jobs that pay me Uh money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I've actually applied for a part-time position that I can do from home with a company, and they called me last week to tell me that I got the job. Well, they didn't offer any, like, income at that point, and so the next day, they called back to talk about it, and... The person said, well, tell me, like, you know, what do you think you would need, you know, for this job to work? And my first thought was, oh, just whatever. Like, I'm probably not that good anyway, so I don't want you to pay a lot of money. And then me feel like I'm not really up to that standard. Wow. Because I just feel like, oh, you don't you don't have to do that. It's okay. I really think that I don't think I'm valuable enough to get paid like actual dollars. (laughs) to do stuff that makes me want to actually cry I but that's the thing is that as a in in the inside of us Mm -hmm. as much as we want to be good at stuff yeah there's this little voice inside that keeps saying they're gonna find you out yeah they're gonna offer you this job and then you're gonna get in there and they're gonna be like oh we should never have hired this girl right and when you get payment for things to me it feels so like like final, like you're, they're giving you money to live on for this. Yeah. I want to earn it. I want to feel like I did a good job. Sure. So I called uh, my husband and I was like, hey, did I say the wrong thing? <laughs> he was like, well, I probably wouldn't have said whatever you want. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I was like, I just didn't know what to say. I froze. I had no idea, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I think a lot of women out there, when you become a mom and then you try to go back into the workforce, you're just kind of like, I, what I don't I know. Worth? What am I worth? You yeah. know? 
Yeah. I mean, I know how to cook dinner, yeah. but you want me to work a computer program or write a paragraph, you know, whatever yeah. it is. We yeah. just don't know how much we're worth. I know, but, you know, like, just as fired up as you got, I that to me is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you you are so gifted, and you have so many skills, and it's you're worth, you know, a million dollars a day. I should have said that. <laughs> should have said that. I'll take a million. Thank you so much. <laughs> but, I mean, that's so real. That's so real. And I think it's good for us to be paying attention what we're saying to ourselves because the truth of the matter is that we talk to ourselves more than anyone else talks to us. Mm-hmm. And so what we say to ourselves matters. And so often we're being bullied by our own voice and we're not even aware that we're doing it. No, not until somebody calls you out. I mean, really, you just go on about your day like that's just normal. And then when you finally say it out loud to someone and they look at you like you're crazy, like, how dare you? Why did you say that? Yeah. You don't even know it. Yeah. But if any of my friends said that to me, I would, same thing as you, I'd be like, whatever. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um. You know, but but it all starts because there was a time, you know, I I feel like we'd have to go to a counseling session to really drill down on your whole worth thing. But <laughs> what about you? And <laughs> clear, I mean, listen, we both need. We help. both are in counseling. Okay. Everything's okay. fine. We're doing the work. <laughs> um, I hope our counselors aren't listening right now. Going, oh my gosh, we talked about that last session. Come on. But I really, I really believe, I think research backs this up. I think the Bible backs this up, that there, there was something at some point in our lives where we heard a message, whether yes. it was spoken directly to us yes, or, I mean, honestly, we just hear stuff and then somehow we take that in and then we believe it about ourselves and then it produces these behaviors, Yep, you know, and, and as we take that message in, then we just start putting it on this loop in our minds and it plays over and over and over. And we don't even realize how much it's influencing the way we behave. Um, you know, I, I want us to think through, I actually thought it would be kind of a cool exercise to think through a few examples of kind of how we've seen this go down. And I thought it would be interesting for us to look at it in reverse order. So if we start with the behavior and then think about what the lie was that was believed and maybe the message of where it started. I'm ready. Okay. Let's do this. So I'm just going to get you to like help me, just interact with me about this, because there's like clearly no right answer. We're just brainstorming here. <laughs> Thanks for saying that ahead of time, so I know. Okay, feel good. Feel good. Okay, but let's say there's a behavior that a mom doesn't show up to a mom group that she was invited to. What might be her belief there? She's invited, you know, to come to like a gather moms group, um, but she doesn't go because she believes... Um, I'm not going to know anybody there and I won't know where to sit and it'll be really uncomfortable. So it'd be easier just to stay home. Okay. Right. Okay. I mean, we hear that all the time, right? So it's something like that. So she doesn't show up because she believes she's not going to fit in. Right. Right. Because she's been hearing the message. She's more messed up than other moms. Yes. Right. Somehow she got it in her mind, whether from watching something on social media or, even a TV show or reading a book about a wonderful Christian mom, right? Yes. Somehow the enemy used that to tell her you're more messed up than other moms. Yes. So then she believes I'm not going to fit in because I'm different. So then she steps out of social life and she just hides in her house. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's think about um, the woman who continues to run up credit card debt, buying stuff for her home and renovating. 
what is the lie that she has believed? Um, my worth is based in how good my house looks. Girl, that's exactly what I wrote. I said because she believes that her home reflects how she's doing as a woman and a mom. Yes. Because she heard the message somewhere that to be loved and admired by others, you have to have a Joanna Gaines-worthy home. Or, you know, I think sometimes even like growing up, if we came from a house that looked like had a mom that maybe really enjoyed a nice house, yeah, we just kind of grew up that's believing that's how you did things. Right. And even if our personality was a little different, we were a little messier, a little more free, when you finally get that thing for yourself, you almost revert back to what you've been taught this whole time. Yeah. And so it could just be that she's like, well, this is, this is what my mom did. Yeah. I mean, it really makes me stop and think about myself as a mom. Is there anything in my home or the, what I'm telling my kids that, like, they're going to get on their own one day and go, well, that's how my mom did it? Yeah. Well, and don't you know, okay, the, the that all just falls apart, though, because, first of all, we don't remember things correctly. Amen. You know, we may have kind of said, gotten it in our mind that, you know, our mom did something perfectly or some mom that we saw did something perfectly. But, you know, our memories are a tricky thing. Yes. The truth is no one is ever doing it perfectly. No. And if maybe they are maintaining their home, something else is going to fall through the cracks. Yes. Like, for sure. Have you seen that Marie Kondo just <gasps> came out? Did and you see said, that post? Yes. Yes. Oh, so Liz, Marie I was Kondo. I her and be like, welcome, yes. girl, welcome. Um, did she, it's the joy, what is it, the joy of tidying up or the something of tidying up? What something is tidying up, yeah. And she would, she, I mean, she wrote a book and then she had a whole Netflix series. Yes. About I watched it. Did you? I learned how to like fold leggings and t-shirts because of her. <laughs> and she said, if it doesn't support joy, you know, that yes. you get rid of it. Yes. So she just came out with this article that said, now that she's had three children, she is not maintaining a tidy home like she used to. That's right. And all the moms said, amen. amen. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, same girl. Yes. But I think that's, you know, I'm so thankful that she was honest about it. Yep. Part of that, too, I think, is this, we struggle with comparing Things that are not meant to be compared. Yeah. Like the Bible never said, hold your house up against her house and yeah. see whose house is better. Yeah. We just aren't supposed to do that. Yeah. But we have so much pressure to think that that somebody out there has set this standard that we all have to live by. Mm-hmm. And it's not, we're not talking about Jesus. Yeah. We're talking about somebody else like Marie Kondo where you're like, okay, I could do that. Yeah. And then you drive yourself nuts trying to do it. And then the lie of I'm never, I'm never going to make it. Right. I don't even know why people want to come to my house because it's so ugly and messy. Right. You know, and then just, just what you said, it just like tumults onto itself. Well, and I think about like, you know, especially, I mean, we're living in the age of the, the influencer. And so, you know, that only reinforces that lie. You know, those messages, we, we, we keep adding fuel to that particular lie. Yes. Because we're looking at a five by five square on Instagram. Uh-huh. You know, we're not seeing a whole life. Mm-mm. And I'm so thankful. I feel like more people lately have been like, um, I'll see more on social where they'll show the picture that they've posted and then they turn around Listen, and show. that's Be Real. Are yeah. you on Be Real? No. Do you know what Be Real is? No. Is it an account? Oh my gosh. I know something Kate doesn't know. <laughs> Y'all, write this down. Somebody out there. It's a new app where at a certain time during the day, everybody has to take a picture of where they are. Okay. But it doesn't just take a picture of what's in front of you. It takes a picture behind. Wow. So even if, like, you're looking out at this lovely lake view and it's fabulous, it takes a picture of what's behind you. Wow. So it's you without makeup on and your hair in a ponytail. Yeah. Because you just did a run. Yeah. 
but it's called be real. Love it. And that's Love the whole it. idea. Yeah. Don't clean up. Yeah. Be real. Just yeah. take the picture. Yeah. Okay. And so good. listen, Mama that. Judy, Mama Judy takes her be real. She's on be real. Does she? And she's always in the car. Uh-huh. And so it's always like my dad driving and then <laughs> her sitting next to him. It's the, all, the same thing all the time. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, how are you always in the car? Who all are you on this app with? Okay, so it's just, I mean, I think it's a safe social media. I guess it depends on where your friends are. I just are. want you to know that you've not invited me to this. Because I don't ever check in. Oh. I, like, signed up for it just so I could say, tell Jake I did, and now I'm not on it. Oh, he's doing it. So whoever you're friends with, they your their pictures post, and you can scroll through them and, like, okay. see what your friends are doing. But Cute. I never, I mean, no offense to those listening, but I don't look at what you're doing. Yeah. I don't have time. It's a lot. It's another thing to keep up with. But it's fun. I guess, yeah. you know, if you wanted to, like, follow your kids and see what they were doing during the day. Because they do it d- during the school. I mean, it can be any time of day. So. <laughs> okay. That's actually a good way to stalk your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Do you trigger that you want them to take a picture or they just do no. it anytime? Listen. This is the man. There's a man out there. And he decides what time <laughs> the Be Real launches. Really? And everybody that has the app takes it at the exact same time. So you get time. a notification? Yes. And it says? Yes. This is not like of your own volition. This is the man. Wow. Somebody out there's like clicking a button on a computer going, let's take a picture. Doot. Be real. <laughs> it's kind of scary, isn't it? Is it is kind of scary. Yeah, and you were worried about me and China and TikTok. TikTok. Oh, listen, listen, Mama Judy called me this week. <laughs> she was like, Becca, you've got to get Kate off TikTok. What is happening? <laughs> Like, I tried. I'm sorry. <laughs> she on her own. I love TikTok. Could go into the grave with me. All right. Um, what about, let's do this one. Um, the, here's the behavior. She's on another restrictive diet because she believes that, what do you think? Um, I have like 14,000 thoughts. So, yeah, she can't control her eating. Okay. She's not, she's not, um, Skilled enough to control herself, and so she has to restrict herself. Wow. Or um, she tried on a pair of jeans in her closet the other day, and they didn't fit, so that must mean that she's gone over the top, and so if she doesn't watch herself, nothing's going to fit next week. Yeah. Which is not true. No, ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe it's just, I think sometimes as women, we have some number in our head that we Uh think we're supposed to be, Uh and even if our body type was never meant to Uh be that number, we're like, I'm going to be that number. Uh Uh-huh. Because they heard a message sometime, and even like well-meaning PE teachers that are like, this is the range for your BMI or whatever, yes, you know? Yes. So you pigeonhole it in, in your mind of, okay, I have to be that number. It's what you believe. Yes. And then it influences your behavior, and you get stuck in this terrible place. Yes. I just went back to the doctor last week, and I stood backwards on the scale. Did you? you? Know? Yeah. yeah. I, haven't, I, don't, I have no idea what I weigh. I haven't known for 20 years. Good for you. Yeah. Because that number, that was one for me. That's the number, yeah. The number messed me up. And I, <clears throat> it put me in captivity, you yes. know? Um, so I put that she's on another restrictive, restrictive diet because she believes that she still needs to lose that weight because she heard the message that thin is beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Um, a couple more. You know, the behavior is she doesn't let people or kids' friends come over to the house because she believes that her house shows she is failing because she heard the message that a messy house equals failure as a woman, mm. right? Mm-hmm. The behavior of she stops coming to church because a horrible trauma happened, and when she cried out to God, she felt like he didn't answer. So she believed that he didn't care about her because she heard the message that God doesn't really do anything to stop the hurt. You know, and we could go on and on. It gets pretty dark. Yes. Because I think we all identify with something here and realize that we are living in prisons of our own making. 
Yeah. And the verbal abuse we're taking from inside of that prison comes from our own voice of the guard at the gate that's keeping us there. Yes. Um, And I want us to think about that last scenario I shared about the woman going to church because it's actually one I found in scriptures. And I think it's a beautiful model for us of kind of how we respond to this message, lie, behavior cycle that we can get in and, and what the Bible has to say about that. And so this is David, and he really models this for us so well. And so I just picked one psalm, but really you could go and find so many of his where he does this. And he comes to God, and he comes with some crazy message, you know, just like we were saying, I'm not worth enough, or no one wants to sit with me, okay? Everybody's out to get me. <clears throat> so he comes in um, Psalms verses 1 and 2, and he says, and first of all, we know looking from the outside, David's the man that was called a man after God's own heart. Like God picked him, yes. right? Okay, David comes to God and he says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? So, like, listening to that, how would you describe how he's feeling? Everybody hates me. Nobody likes me. God doesn't even like me. Yeah. I'm all alone. I'm depressed. I'm overwhelmed. Right? The belief is that somehow God has forgotten him, and now he only has himself to depend on, and his enemies are going to defeat him. Yes. Because somewhere he believed the message that he's not worthy to be remembered. And... um. You know, I think it's interesting for us to think about that message. And especially, like, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze David, but think about think about what happened when Samuel came to anoint him as king. And his father, Jesse, called all the sons to come and see Samuel. You know, Jesse said, bring all your sons. And he lined up all the sons. And, you know, as Samuel touched each one, God said, nope, that's not him. Nope, that's not him. And then they got to the end, and he said, well, do you have another one? And they said, yeah, oh, he's out in the field with the sheep. And do you wonder if there was something at that time as a, as a, as a child that was implanted in him of like, what do you mean when you showed up and like all your brothers are standing in a row and you're like, Oh, why am I not here? I was forgotten. Yes. Like I'm forgettable. People can leave me. Right. Right. My God can forget. My people can forget me. My dad forgot me. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's kind of dark. Like Jesse, you know, come on, dude. But you can see how, as a child, something like that could have implanted in him. And so uh-huh. he believed, I, I'm, I'm forgettable. Mm-hmm. And now he's having this behavior of this overwhelm and this depression. He's in this really bad place because that belief has now manifested itself in this way. But thankfully, he does not stop there. And thankfully, in the Psalms, he never stops there. But he keeps going, um, and he's gonna, he starts to work through it in kind of a healthy model for us all. And he goes on in verses 3 through 6, and he says, Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Lift up my eyes, light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. So I want us to see a few things from this. First, I want us to see that he's aware of his thoughts. And he's not letting these messages terminate in his mind. Right? They're not stopping there. He's taking them, what he's believing, and he's bringing them to God. And he's crying out authentically with what, with what he's feeling. Right. He's not trying to clean it up. You know, he's just like, 
I feel like you've left me, God. And yes. all these people are about to kill me. And I'm really irritated about it. You know? And he's just honest. Yes. Second, he asked God for help. He knows that his answer is found in God and not himself. Yes. So if he's going to get help, he's, he's got to take it to God. And third, he remembers what is true. You know, at the end there, he says, But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. You know, when we believe lies, our God looks distant and uncaring. But when we remember the truth, we remember that he is close. And he's been our help before and he'll do it again. Yeah, I think that's a good key there where he says, and he has dealt dealt bountifully with me. That had to make him stop and go, okay, what has God done in the past? Yeah. Because we're, we forget all too quickly where we just came from. Yeah. I mean, we might have just come out of a situation where God, like, did something amazing. Yeah. And we can't see that because we're so stuck on our problem. Right. So. No, I mean, I was just reading about the Israelites, you know, when, because um, I was doing Cat Armstrong study. Yes. So, you know, they've been in slavery for 400 years. God delivers them from Pharaoh. He parts a sea. Uh-huh. Then they get out in the desert, you know, and they don't have anything to eat. And he sends whining. them food. And then it's only three months outside of that that they build a calf to another god. You know, like it's like banana pants, yes. you know? Yes, and I And they even forgot quicker than that. It didn't even take them three months. Right. But we do the same thing. We have this, like, gospel amnesia where we forget, you know, what God has done for us. We forget from day to day. From day to day. And yeah. so that whole idea of, like, having to get back with God... I just think we think too highly of ourselves. Like, I'll remember it's fine. Yeah. No, you won't. Yeah. You got to get up every day and talk to him. Yeah. So that he can remind you. That's right. Because the lies are loud. They're so loud. Yeah. And when you go to sleep at night, it's almost like they gear back up again. Yes. So as soon as your eyes open in the morning, it's like you start all over again. Yeah. So I think David really modeled something that we see in the New Testament. Um, it's in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. And it says this, you know, as we think about the things that are in our minds and how we deal with those. It says this, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is, is complete. You know, the truth is that we are fighting a battle in the spiritual realms, to tear down strongholds of wrong thinking and behavior. And we do that by fighting back against those thoughts, bringing them to God, and making those thoughts obedient to what we know is true in Christ. Well, in order to do that, you have to know what's true. you got to know what's true. Okay, so this is my next verse, and then let's talk about exactly what you just said. So Philippians 4, 8-9 through 9 says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's listen to God, right? Yes. Think about these things. Listen to him. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. Mm -hmm. That that's how we get peace from these voices in our heads. Yes. We think on these things that are good. And, and the result is peace, not bondage, you know, that we are demolishing strongholds instead of putting ourselves in them. So here's your challenge for this week. Step one, stop being a punk to yourself. 
<laughs> Write that on a note card. Put that on your mirror. Everybody say it out loud in the morning when you get up. Just stop it. Like, I will not be a punk to myself today. <laughs> ask God to help you pay attention to what you're saying to yourself. Because, so, I mean, we just do it, you know, unconsciously. Subconsciously, I always get those confused. But we just... We don't know we're doing it. Uh, yeah. And that tape just runs. But I think to be intentional about thinking about it, we might actually catch ourselves Right. In that. If I, if right. I really was like, okay, I want to I be aware of what I'm telling myself today. Yeah. I think I might be more like, oh, wait a second. Did I just say that? Uh-huh. I might catch myself. Yeah. And I think we can ask God. And say, hey, Holy Spirit, yes. will, you, will you raise a flag when I'm thinking something that's a lie? Yes. You know, and ask him. And then when you say that to yourself, say, stop it. You know, and talk back to yourself. I mean, you know, I do that all the time. I have to talk back to myself. Did you talk back to yourself in that dressing room? I did. And I talked back to myself in that auditorium. And I talked back to myself in that meeting. Good. You know, I, ha- I have to speak back to myself. Um, second, I would say, bring those thoughts to God. Do like what David did and just bring it all to him and say, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm believing. And let him, you know, work with you through those things. Don't clean it up. Don't try and make it He already better. knows. He I mean, already he already, knows. he knows what's in your heart. So it's yes. not like he's surprised when you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea you were thinking that. He already knows. Yes. Yes. It's like with your kid when they roll your eyes. I'm like, I know exactly what you're thinking. Yeah. Just say it. Yeah. Don't ahead. roll your eyes. Just right. say it. Yeah. 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 Okay, and then the third one is to ask God to help you remember the truth. You know, that's how David ended his prayer to God, is remembering what was true. Um, That's what it said in 2 Corinthians, is to replace the lie with the truth. And if you aren't sure what truth to combat with the lie you're believing, just ask God to show you in his word. Google it. Look up verses. Um, There was a time where I... Just I kept him in my car, and I had verses that I was memorizing to fight back against lies I was believing. And so if I was sitting in traffic or I was waiting in the pickup line or I was just, I would flip through those verses that I had on index cards um, to implant those truths in my heart. So that was getting louder and louder. Because like, like we said, you guys, I mean, the lies are loud and we have to be louder yes. back to them. Yes. We have to be louder until those are the messages that we're believing. Well, and if you're not spending time in God's word each day, then you are missing out on nuggets of truth. Mm-hmm. Because of all you're listening to all day long or, you know, the TV or the news or your friends or emails or whatever it might be, you're missing out on those truth nuggets from God. Yeah. So you need to make it a priority in your day to sit with God and read his word. Yeah. And I would even say, you know, I think sometimes we think there's like some like serious plan to Bible reading. Like, well, I got to have like a whole plan. I got to like know what I'm going to do next. But God's word is inspired. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it, anywhere you land in his scripture, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit can take what you've read and implant that in your heart. Yeah. So just open your Bible and start reading. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if there's a specific verse you need to look up, do exactly what Kate said. Google it, look it up, because there's you're going to be able to find it. Yeah. But just get yourself in the habit of allowing God's word to be part of your daily routine. Yeah, I love that. The truth is, Mom, I mean, we, we are talking to ourselves more than anyone else. So we have got to be paying attention to what we're saying to ourselves. And so many of us are living in a prison of our own making, and we are the only one standing guard at the gate. You, God wants you to be free Mm -hmm. and he wants to speak truth over you. And he wants to dig in and say, where, where did you start believing this message? Let's do some soul work here. Yeah. 
um, so that we can live free, so that we can speak true things to ourselves, so then we speak true things to our children, to our friends, and to the world. Amen. Moms, we love you so much. Hey, this is the last week to get your ticket to the podcast live. Um, it's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. We, we don't have very many tickets left, but we hope that if you can make it that you'll join us. We'll put the link in um, the show notes below. And I'm going to put in, uh, I forgot to mention that while I was prepping for this podcast, I was in the car and my little one asked to play Lauren Daigle's song, you say, I love that song. That's good. And it speaks right into what we're talking about here. Yes. yes. And so, you know, maybe that's what you need to do as, as we close out today is you just click on those show notes and you let that song just kind of sing over you. That's, I mean, I'm not trying to like jump back into the podcast here, but that's a great idea. Worship music. Yeah. Even just having worship music going in the background of your house. Yeah. That those words of truth are sinking into your soul. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So moms, we love you. We hope to see you at the podcast live and we want to see you free. So listen, sis. Don't be a punk to yourself. (laughs) Love you. Bye, moms.